0: Amplifying Leadership Podcast, where we talk about all things that make leadership great through tips, guest stories, and information. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner coach and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services. For our leadership clients, I aim to provide effective leadership coaching, consulting, and workshops to help build employees retain great talent in your organization, and help improve your bottom line. You can check it all out at amplifyingleadership.ca, a division of Twin Life Coaching and Business Services. Today, I have a wonderful guest. Welcome, Tessa Kampen.
1: Hello, thank you for
0: having me. Thank you for joining us. So we do talk about leadership. So why don't you tell us your leadership story, kind of where you went from and why now you do the leadership workshops and coaching that you do?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. The stories. It's funny when people ask that you're like, how much time do you have?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because,
1: right? Because it's where do we start? Um, I'll give you a little bit of the journey. So my background is is in dentistry. I was a dental assistant for 10 years. And then when I had my kids, I had, um, I have two, two children. And when I remember when my daughter was about two years old, I sort of got this desire to do something, but I didn't want to go back into dental. And so I always had a passion for people and helping people connect. that's sort of my giftedness. And so I started working with an organization um, at the time they were called Mompreneurs. And I worked with women in business. And so my leadership.
0: sorry I think that's where we met Tessa years and years ago
1: (laughs) yes yeah and so you and I Def, I do remember we we met there because I was running events both in Guelph and Kitchener and um and that's I think where I really started to step into this leadership um, role even though I didn't see myself as a leader at that time and It's interesting because I was helping women in business, but yet I had no business background. I had no business degree. And so, you know, a bit of imposter syndrome or a lot of imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome was set in. But it was really, you know, that was a really great opportunity for me to learn and grow and start to see sort of my potential, but also have other people speak into my life and say, hey, you know, you would be really great at this or, you know, you should start thinking about that.
0: That's awesome. So, what are you doing now, Tessa? Yeah. So, about
1: about, in about I guess 2018, I pivoted and went all. You know, I started to focus into leadership, and so I joined Maxwell Leadership in 2018, and I've been, you know, coaching and training and speaking. But my favorite thing to do is to facilitate teams um, through team building workshops. And so, you know, when we, when we talk about leadership, it's such a big umbrella, right? When people say I'm a leadership (laughs) trainer, you're like, what does that mean? Exactly. (laughs) Right. So when I first started, I was like, Oh, I'm a leadership trainer. It's like, but there's so many different aspects to leadership. And so for me, I just went back to where I feel I can add the most value. And that's going to be in my area of giftedness, which is connecting and communicating and collaborating. And so, um, I now work, you know, with teams and organizations, helping them do just that, helping them improve productivity and helping them lead their teams better, lead themselves better. Um, And I bring in, you know, our Maxwell leadership content and content that I've developed over the years. And um, yeah, it's been really fun.
0: That's awesome. So I love communication. I'm all about communication. In my corporate life, I was open door, open book. You know, everything should be very communicative. So I love that you do that as well. So, how do you do that with, you know, maybe one of your workshops, or you know, what tools are you using with Maxwell?
1: Yeah, so I am certified disc consultant. Awesome. Uh, I'm very fascinated with human behavior. I've always had this, you know, desire to just try and understand people, and and so I think, you know, as a a natural communicator, we often that's what we do is we're, we're understanding people, and the the thing about communication is. It's really difficult because we all have different ways of communicating, but then on the other side, we all have different ways of wanting to be communicated too. And so mm-hmm. I love using DISC. There's so many different tools that you can use, but I prefer to use DISC. I think it's really easy for teams to understand, you know, it gives you a few letters and that's it. You don't have to remember any, you know, large <laughs> um, numbers and letters and all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> no math. <laughs> no math. <laughs> no. And so I I use DISC. I'm very much a um, facilitator that believes that you need to, you know, engage in what you're learning. And I so, you know, we do lots of interactive activities and have them just engage in their, their communication style and then helping them understand their teams better. Um, so we have to understand ourselves first. So they do the assessment of course. Mm -hmm. And then I take them through workshops to be able to understand themselves and then understand their team and where are there maybe misalignments. If there's someone you're not connecting with on your team, sometimes it's really just a matter of, we don't speak the same language.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I love the example, like the analogy of, you know, imagine you're sitting in a restaurant and it's an Italian restaurant, for example, and you're the only one that speaks English you're not going to understand any of those conversations and you might yeah. feel a little bit awkward, but all of a sudden you hear someone speaking English and you're in tune to that. Right. And then yeah. you know you can speak without those people, or there's like this instant connection. It's the same with communication where it's like being in a restaurant. And if you don't mm-hmm. know someone else's communication style, you're not going to connect with them.
0: So yeah hundred percent agree. I a hundred percent agree with that because it is so true. I mean, women communicate differently than men, even in leadership roles, right? There's things that we have to remember about ourselves as being completely diverse. You know, I I have an identical twin sister and I like to use the analogy of the fact that even identical twins can be different and diverse. We're actually what's called mere identical. So my sister is left-handed and I'm right-handed, but we're still identical twins. So even we are diverse. So I 100% agree with everything you said. Um I once did a DISC workshop as well many many years ago and it was very interesting and eye opening to see what your team looks like. Mm-hmm. Um and then it certainly helps with how to approach them with communication. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, when you know what to expect from people then you know how to, you know, prepare for those interactions with people. So it's yeah, it's really been the the change for me so my leadership went really you know, laser focused around that and just getting really good at at that area. And so it's really my focus where I spend time every day learning and growing and understanding and, you know, just making sure that I know as much as I can. And there's still so much
0: to learn. So um, I think I'll be doing
1: this for a long time. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I have a curious question for you. Yeah. Um, When you've done all these trainings and workshops and discs, what would you say is different between men in leadership versus women in leadership roles? Mm.
1: Uh, Well, some women have longer hair.
0: Um, (laughs) We wear dresses.
1: I don't know. Maybe now men can wear that too. So, you know, I think there's a misconception. It's interesting because I just actually last week was working with the team and they were talking about how um, some people are like, well, I'm not a leader, right? And and how we see sometimes mm-hmm. when we think of a leader, sometimes we think of a position or we think of a title. And there was also a generalization that was made, and they said, you know, typically CEOs are male, typically leaders are males. And and I and that was interesting because I think there are a lot more female leaders out there than we, than we know. The problem is, is we only know the loud ones, yes. right? <laughs> so when I think of myself, and, and I think that it, it, again, comes down to exactly what we're talking about in terms of disc and personalities, you are going to have leaders that show up in all different, you know, sizes mm-hmm. and colors and, and men, women, um, but we're not going to show up the same. And so I think Typically, when we think of a a leader, again, I'm just going to speak for myself. It's like, oh, this male with a suit sitting in a leadership position, that's a leader. But the more that I'm working with teams and the more I'm starting to see myself as a leader, I'm like, no, leadership is influence. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so if we start to understand leadership as simply influence and not position or not title, then in fact, every person on this planet would be considered a leader. If you I love had, it. right, if you ask yeah. anyone to do anything, if, if you've even by some miracle had your kids do something for you because you asked them, <laughs> you <laughs> Good are <luck>. a leader, <laughs> right? Because you've yeah. been able to influence them. And so yeah, I just definitely um just the teams that I work with, I will say it is more male dominant. But what's really cool is the conversations around leadership are how do we get more women? And I really think the problem isn't that we're not wanting women in leadership. I think the problem is women are not stepping forward into those positions. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we need to sort of be careful when we start to pigeonhole organizations and say they only have male. Well, maybe they only have male because women aren't showing up.
0: I was just writing a blog post on that literally before oh, we talked okay. today because I come from the trucking industry, heavily yeah. male-dominated. And I was talking about the need for diversity, and, but the problem is the recruiting. It really starts there because women don't want to go into heavily male-dominated if they don't feel they can grow into leadership roles yeah. or they won't be heard. And I think a lot of it is unconscious bias. It's there, you know, they don't know they're doing it. But us women may not want to apply to a company we don't feel we're going to move up in. So funny you said that because I was literally writing about the exact. I love it.
1: I look forward to reading it because it is true, right? It's this, there is an unconscious bias. And I think, you know, if more women just felt comfortable stepping into those roles and saw themselves as leaders, Um, again, last week when I was there, I said to them, you know, two years ago, if someone said, you know, would you come and train the senior leadership team? I would have been like, no way, because in my head, I saw myself here and I saw them there. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's not even a matter of here and there. They may have a fancy title, make more money, drive a fancy car, but that doesn't mean that I don't belong in that room. Um, We're all human,
0: right? We're all people. 100%. 100%. Exactly. Even at the top, there's still people. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So is there any big obstacles uh, that you've faced while getting into your leadership role with your company? I know it's your company, but like mm-hmm. any obstacles you faced um, that you wanted to share? Yeah, me. I'm probably the biggest <laughs> obstacle, to be
1: honest, right? I think anytime there's so many opportunities around us and you know, I've had so many great opportunities, but I think that I just continue to be the obstacle that gets in the way, whether it's lack of belief in myself, or, you know, I don't feel I should be in that position. Actually just yesterday, someone asked me, Hey, I would love for you to send us your, your speaker fee and sort of like, what are the topics you speak on? And my first thought, like going to be completely transparent was I'm not a speaker. (laughs) I don't, I don't, <laughs> yes, I don't know, you are. <laughs> Right. But, um, so it's, it's funny, right? It's like, I get in the way of my mm-hmm. own journey and my own success. And I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we are the biggest obstacle because, you know, we often think that there's all these circumstances and there's all these things in our way, but, and then we try to change that, right? We try, if we have something going on, we're like, okay, let me see what's going on outside of me that I need to change. But I think the real question is, what do I need to change in myself so that I can get around this particular yeah. obstacle? And so, yeah, I honestly cannot pinpoint or finger point anything like it's, I'm the biggest
0: obstacle always. I agree. And as you and I were talking about earlier today, you know, my goal this year is to do things afraid, just do them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like that, just do it, but just do it afraid. Yeah, Just go for it. I think that's the biggest mindset shift for myself as well. When we talk about us being the biggest obstacle, because really it is. Yeah. And so, it, it's this just jump.
1: I remember one of my mentors would always say jump and build your wings on the way down. Right.
0: Like I love that. You're going
1: to you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's OK. They're just opportunities to learn and opportunities to grow. And no one's good the first time. John Maxwell says that all the time. No one's good the first time. But if you don't even take that chance on the first time, then there's no way you can improve. And the other thing, too, is I think people are forgiving. Like people genuinely want to see you succeed. And so if you do something and it doesn't work out or it's not perfect, people don't want to make fun of you they don't want to see you fail people who do i think are just jealous but in general people want to see you succeed they want to see real people succeed
0: yeah and they want to see real people at the top because you know if you're an yeah. influencer you have to be able to also be inclusive and talk to people so yeah 100 percent, absolutely so what would be that one key takeaway that we should take from Tessa today when it comes to communication mm-hmm. or leadership in general Yeah.
1: I think the one thing, and this is something I've, you know, learned over and over is to just focus on what you're good at, to really find that thing that comes natural to you, that you're naturally gifted in, but also that brings you joy because, Mm -hmm. you know, you could be really good at something and, you know, your colleagues or your family, or even the people you lead are constantly praising you and, you know, encouraging you to do that, but it doesn't actually fill you that may not be the area that you want to focus on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it. So I think it's, you know, it's finding that balance between I'm actually good at this and it really fills me. It really brings me joy because then it doesn't feel like work. And then when you're doing it and you're hitting those stumbling blocks, you're going to want to persevere and go through it because it's worth it. it it's mm-hmm. fun. It gives you joy, even when it's not fun you still enjoy doing it. Right. So I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned is just really staying true to, to what makes you strong, what makes you passion, like passionate and, um, and also what you're good at. Mm -hmm. Um, but not trying to do, yeah, not trying to do too many things, um, just because other people tell you you're good at it or you should do it.
0: I agree. (laughs) So how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about say your disc workshops or other things that you do?
1: Yeah, you can find me on social just under my name uh, and then at Tessa Tessacampen.com is my website. So yeah, tessacampen.com or just my name on social.
0: Awesome, thank you so much for sharing everything and I'm having a great communication uh, conversation because that is my number <laughs> one for leaders, get that communication under control. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much Tessa for joining yeah, us my today. my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for your time today. And as always, I hope to gain some insights and maybe some even great ideas to take back to your organization from Tessa. If you're Anita, some leadership coaching, consulting or workshops, or want to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to me at Tara at twinlifecoaching.ca. To find out more about my leadership services, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca, a Twin Life Coaching and Business Services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.